Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, Recorded live. Now y'all know that's what I'm about. I believe in my 
my heart so much that if you don't have enough, I'm going to praise them in the house. I'm going to have an in the house praise right now. I know we got to get ready for this year. It's truly one of my inspirations about him. Oh, I believe, I believe.
Lord, meet us in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I tell you, it's in place right now. I tell you, it's in place right now. I believe just what he said. I don't care what no doctor, what no devil is said. God says that I can have it. And if he declared it, I'm going to claim it. Galatians 2 and 20. Amen. I will bless the Lord, oh my soul, when all that is within me bless
Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for the reading of this word. Amen. Amen. Our message this morning is simply life after death. Amen. Amen. Life after death. Of course, the author of Galatians is Paul. And Paul was a very intelligent man, sometimes too intelligent for his own good. Maybe you know somebody like a Paul. Maybe you are like that, Paul. You got so much sense, but you don't know when to use it. Hello? Paul spoke 14 different languages, was known throughout the nation as being a great thinker. But prior to the transition, somebody say transition. Transition. We're all in the midst of transition. Prior to the transition, Paul had another motive. Paul had a letter on his person, so I'm saying his back pocket. But he had a letter on him on the road to Damascus with the backing of Caesar. For anyone who declared the name of Jesus, he has the right to be judge, juror, and executor right there on the spot. But God saw the best in him when everybody else could only see the worst in him. Y'all don't hear me? And on his road to Damascus, Paul was knocked down. And the first words out of his mouth was, Lord, is that you? And it makes one wonder that if you don't believe something for what they tell you it is, and the moment you are put in an uncomfortable situation that the first name you call out on is the Lord. And of course, Jesus said, Paul, why do you persecute me? Why do you kick against the brick? Translation, why are you fighting this losing battle? And Saul at the time, before he became Paul, had his own way of understanding. How many would admit that certain things, even right now, you love the Lord, but you just got your own way of seeing stuff and thinking stuff? Hello, somebody. Yeah, yeah, and 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 for the most part, if we're gonna be honest with ourselves, that's what your hindrance is. You don't have a problem with certain factors, but you got a problem with the way you think on things. That's why he said, "As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." As I think in my heart, as I talk to myself, as I have these intellectual self-induced conversations with myself, which sometimes can be interrupted by Satan, have you to question things. Even in the 21st century, as we know it today, there are still people arguing the fact that the world is flat, that the earth is flat. They have an annual convention. (laughs) <laughs> there's only about 200 of them that show up that believe that the world is flat. Now, 
in the infamous words of Bobby Brown, that's their prerogative. Amen? But when you know better, you should do better. Amen? So now we have established that Saul, who is now Paul, has transitioned with the aid of Ananias and the blessings of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Which leads me to point number one, Jackie. There are two types of death. There's a natural death, and then there's a spiritual death. And we all become familiar with the natural death, but we don't understand that in order to be born again, you got to have a spiritual death of the way you were viewing things before Jesus came into the home. Amen? Because I don't necessarily worry about the natural death. That's part of the process. It's the spiritual death that we should be fighting for. Because with that spiritual death, is going to predetermine where you spend eternity. Amen? So when we, when we understand that, that we come to grips with the natural sometimes, we know, excuse me, that nothing lasts forever. If you over 40, <laughs> praise Jesus, you think in your mind you can run that distance until you start trying to run that distance. Yeah. yeah. Then you realize, I need a break. You start singing the Kit Kat song, give me a break. <laughs> and you don't necessarily need a Kit Kat, but you need a nap. And so you, but you begin to change and alter things and see things a little bit different. But the one constant is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we begin to slowly but surely come to the grips that the things I used to do I just can't simply do anymore. Then we make the adjustment. Everybody say adjustment. Adjust. It's just like anything else in life. You've got to adjust naturally and spiritually. I don't expect you to be on the same level of Jesus as a newborn, again, believer. But if you spend any time with the Lord, there's got to be some sense of improvement. At some point. Because if I'm 51 years old acting like a one-year-old, then I got some sort of mental challenge. And I need some assistance. So the prison might say, I still need that assistance anyway. Amen? Don't laugh too hard, Sister Fred. Amen? So understanding we can't do much about the natural death. But well, we can do something about the spiritual death. That's why I said in Jeremiah, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. By serving the Lord, I'm preparing myself for life after death. Amen? Now that we understand that there is a natural in a spiritual death, let's go through these four steps of living to live again. Amen. Amen. Everybody say step number one. Step number one. You got to die to the flesh. 
You've got to die to the flesh. If the truth be told, the hardest thing to do is the easiest thing to come natural to you. Amen. And that's fear. I don't remember taking a training course on how to lie. It's just easy to lie. You know that you're going to get in trouble, you're going to change your story. Hello? Even these babies got to say something. Did you do it? Uh-uh. Why did you do it? I don't know. Who did it? I don't know. If they, if they got any kind of sense, they're going to push the blame to the next person. He did it. She did it. <laughs> Amen? That's why I, I would tease somebody. I'd say, you only had one child. See, you, you, you don't get a chance to get the mysteries of playing Sherlock Holmes and, and learning the kids' traits and the others. There are certain things that after a while you don't even have to ask who did it. You know who did it because of the traits of your children. But you just like going through the process to see if they're going to band together as one or they're going to sell each other out. Hello. <laughs> so, so when we understand that, that you got to die to the flesh because the flesh is always willing to do what it's not supposed to do. But it's the flesh that gets you in trouble. Well, what do you mean, you with child? How that happened? Really? You ask me how that happened? But understanding that what looks good ain't always good. All money ain't good money. All the good is not gold. So if I can learn to die to the flesh, I increase my spiritual chances. Hello? If you are weak to alcohol, please don't apply to work at a liquor store. You're setting yourself up for failure. If you got creeping habits, don't work at a topless bar. Come on now. You're setting yourself up for disaster. If you got sticky fingers, don't work at a bank or a place that's going to handle money. There is room for everybody in the church, but everybody can't count the money. Amen. Hello, somebody. Because the church house is full of converted sinners, I would hope, or sinners being converted. And just because you have a certain thing that you did out in the world, you can still come and be a part of the church. You just can't do what you know going to get you in trouble. Hello? Don't have an issue with being attracted to children and think you're going to work at the youth department, at least not here. Amen? So you have to understand you got to die to the flesh, as Paul said, daily. And when I die to the flesh daily, I increase my spiritual life Daily. Number two, you have to yield to the spirit naturally. Because, see, first the natural man, then the spiritual man. These two are the two hardest things to do because when I go to do good, Scripture said evil is always present. And because evil is always present, it's easier to get the train off the track, but it's so hard to get it back on. Am I making any sense? The train can jump off the track in two seconds, but it takes all day to get it back on track. Hello? We've seen on, on the highways where there's a truck 
and all the contents then spilled out the truck. They shut the whole highway down. Well, that's what happens in our spiritual life. When we get off of God's course, we shut down God's form in our life and wonder why it takes a while to get back on track. Yes, God can forgive you. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the transition. You can turn the vehicle back upright. Amen? But that don't mean the road is still clear for traffic. Am I making any sense? Now you got to clean up the debris. Let me help somebody. You ask God for forgiveness. You have been forgiven. Don't beat yourself up over there. But now you got to clean up the debris that your sin has caused to spill out. And some are easier than others. It would take a long time. There was a couple weeks ago a bunch of mattresses on the highway. Cause an accident. Well, I'm going to have to turn the truck upright, go get the mattresses, and then there was another truck or a bus that went over a cliff. Well, yeah, you think you got to get the bus over. You got to take care of the people. You got to take care of Seth, how it happened. All those things take time. Well, God has forgiven you. You know that you're off course. Okay, Lord, I know how I got off course. How do I prevent myself from getting back off course? How do I get back in line with you? How do I set myself up for life after death? Because I don't worry about whenever the Lord says time is up here on earth. That's not my concern. My concern is, Lord, do I hear well done by good and faithful servant? Or do I hear depart from me by workers of iniquity? And I want my my natural man to line up and help me receive my spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. Amen? Because what good is it for you to have all the money here on earth and you're going to hell in your eternal life? Hello? Now, I know God don't want us pole mouth and sucking on rocks trying to put salt on the rock to get some flavor in our life, but understand that you don't sell your soul neither for a little change. Amen. Hello? God knows what we need to get, what we need to get to. That's why I said, I will supply your every need, not needs, your need, what you have need for right now. Somebody say, right now. Right now. Don't be worried about it because God's going to take care of that. Amen. That's why I said, the bird, don't worry about where his next meal is coming from. He said, I made you in my image, Matthew yeah. 6. He said, because I made you in my image, because you're special. Yeah. Boo, let me, did you realize you were special? And because you're special, God said, I've got you. You don't have to worry about where it's coming from. Just know that it's coming. That's hard for the natural man to line up to a spiritual blessing. If the truth be told, that's why men struggle with God today. They want to blame it on religion, but spiritually they're immature. Because once you get to a certain level spiritually, it don't matter what a natural man has to say to you about God. Hello? If you realize that that person is talking in flesh, then guess what? It's time for me to move on somewhere spiritually. Amen. You know, oh, Lord, I ain't going to get stuck on that. But but, but I don't want to train you for 10 weeks on how to tithe. Amen. See, that's a natural man trying to beat something into, uh, uh, into a spiritual concept. But if I address you spiritually, it's going to make you line up naturally. Am I making sense? You realize that you're blessed to have whatever you think you don't have enough of. And in order for me to elevate in God, I got to learn how to be a good steward of what I have right now. 
And if I do what I have with right now, God's going to bless me naturally and spiritually. He knows that naturally we desire stuff. And sometimes what we desire ain't necessarily good for us, but God allows us to come in our lives anyway so he can teach us that what you thought you wanted wasn't what you needed. It was a want, but not a need. But then you realize when you get back on course, you say, okay, Lord, I, I, I understand now. I, I, the song, I learned how to live holy. There are some points to that. It wasn't just words that sounded good. It was, it, was, it was a transitional period. What I thought was concerning about God wasn't necessarily concerning of God because when Jesus returns, when Jesus returns, when he comes to the temple, he's not going to worry about how big your building is. Amen. He's not going to worry about how many folks you got in the place, even though you do want the place full, but if the place ain't full, the place is still full when you understand a spiritual God. Hello? Because the spirit of God should be roaming wherever there is someone or there is an absence of someone. Amen. Because what the spirit is, there is what? Liberty. Number three, dies to the flesh spiritually. I know it sounds like a oxymoron. Hold on. If I'm dying to the flesh naturally, you got to die. Once the spirit man takes over, as we just mentioned, Natural stuff don't mean as much to you as it once did. Hello? Some of you can remember when you had to have an outfit for every hour on the hour. Hello? When you get that spiritual awakening in your life, you just want to make sure you ain't walking around naked. Hello? You be, you be booted and scooted. Your shirt coordinated with your pants. Your pants coordinated with your socks, your shoes coordinated with your belt, and your undergarment even match what your, your exterior part is. But you go through all those changes, but then spiritually you just nasty. You're wearing polka dots and stripes spiritually. You got pleats and plaid spiritually, but you're coordinated on the natural side. If you're going to be so concerned and concerned about a natural order of things, shouldn't we be concerned and concerned about a spiritual order of things? Because the spirit man is what's really going to be judged. It's not the natural, oh, Lord help me. It's not the natural man. That's going, his judgment's already been predetermined in death. That is his judgment, the natural man. But the spirit, the man himself that God created himself was never designed to die. And because he was designed to die, you have to understand that what I do now does matter down the road. You ever heard what you do in the dark will soon come to light? Yeah, let me help somebody. Just because you got away with it today don't mean it ain't going to come back on you in 10 years. Don't mean it ain't going to come back on you in 24 years. Amen. Y'all catch that one. Amen. God will expose in due season. But when the due season comes, it's either for us to line up or keep trying to run. But you can run, but you can't. Right. Number four, you need to dwell in the spirit, because spirituality leads to eternal life. 
You worry about how long you're going to live, but then you're not concerned about where you spend an eternity. If you live to be 200 years old, I will hope you function. If you live to be 200 years old, it does not matter that you live to be the oldest person on earth. It's when you leave here, where you going? Hello? I'm living this life to live again. And if I'm living this life to live again, last week we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, Jackie, I have hope on my situation, your situation, on our situation. Because he lives, I understand that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I don't I can't take everything so personal. I have to understand that God's going to work it out. I don't have to lose sleep when I understand spiritually that he never slumbers nor sleep. I wasn't designed, man wasn't designed to handle spiritual things. That's why he needs a spiritual redeemer. When man gets caught up in his natural capability is when he begins to think that he can do things such as God. You heard people, you're your own God. You set your own destiny. Okay, I got some land that I can tell you. Man's greatest challenge is the need to understand that he is a spiritual being. And because he's a spiritual being, that is our blueprint for life. We get up, we work out, and that's important. That's important. But I would want us to do our spiritual calisthenics too. Reading your word, praying to God, living to the best of your ability without stepping on somebody else. Being able to forgive others as you'll be forgiven by God. Being able to set an example on what is right instead of talking about what should be right. Lead by example. Live this life. Paul encouraged him. He said, Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. I might not say all the right things, but watch how I'm living. I might not do all the right things, but but, but watch how I'm living. And if if I'm saying something that might not line up, is it coming from my heart or is it coming just because of what I've heard somebody else say? And that's the problem. You keep repeating what you heard somebody say until you tested the word for yourself. And when you test the word for yourself, you will taste and see that the Lord is good. When you test the word for yourself, you can rightly divide the truth. You don't have to sit up there and try to defend the preacher if the preacher is standing on the word. Amen. Study the word for yourself. Line up with the word for yourself. So when they come at you, well, my pastor said, no, it ain't what your pastor said. It's what did Jesus say? Amen. What did God say? What did the Holy Ghost allow? And when you get to standing on that word rightly dividing the truth, then guess what? The devil going to have to flee. I'm living to live again. Isn't that ridiculous? Well, pastor said, you stand there judging now. Well, pastor said, pastor said, well, Gene, like, well, yo, you talking about, no, nah, nah, I ain't going to say me. I'm going to just make somebody else because I don't want this to even happen. You talking about rep make you feel good on Sunday, taking your money on Saturday, preacher? Oh, he's in hell. So if you're going to base what you're trying to talk to me on what he was telling you, 
then guess what? You about to meet him again. Y'all about to have a, a lifelong reunion. An eternity reunion. Amen. So you got to understand the pastor, everybody say the pastor, the pastor. is a copy. To the word. To the word. All right? Because a pastor, pastor is a compass to the word. One more time. The pastor is a compass to the word. What does that mean? If I'm not leading you to what God says the Lord, I'm not doing my job. I don't care how many social programs I put together. I don't care how many offices I hold in the community. If I'm not leading you to the path of righteousness according to God's divine word, I'm not doing nothing. Amen, somebody. So when I understand that I'm living to live again life after death, when this body shuts down, don't lose all hope for me. And not that I think it's going to shut down anytime soon, if you heard me, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But when it does, don't lose all hope for me. Because I'm living this life to live again. I'm doing things and, and I'm internalizing things. I'm sacrificing things right now. So when God says, well, you were faithful over a few things, when nobody wanted to hear you, you kept on talking. When nobody wanted to live it, you kept on teaching. When nobody wanted to respond, you kept making suggestions. And that's all you can do. Don't get upset if folks not responding the way you think they ought to respond to whatever God has given you to share with them. You just keep sharing the good news. Say, the good news will outlast whatever comes up. So when you understand that, don't worry about, oh, man, I, I ain't got I ain't got ten thousand members. Well, don't don't work because you ain't got ten thousand members. God shook the world with twelve. Amen. He changed the whole the whole life that we know today with twelve. Twelve dedicated. And yes, I'm counting Judas too. Y'all think Judas didn't have a purpose? Judas had a purpose. And part of you understanding life after death, learn to embrace your haters. Amen. Learn to embrace your haters. Don't let your haters cut your blessing out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can love on Sister Prince all day long and twice on Sunday. That's my wife. But can I love on the hater? The one I know lied on me for no reason, just lied on me. You wasting sleep trying to figure out why did they lie? Because that's what they were there to do. Why are they hating on me? Because that's what their assignment was. Do you realize just as God sends you on assignment, he's Satan sends people on assignment too? Amen. You go up here and disrupt this house any way you can. You tear it up. If you can't get to the husband and wife, get to the children. If you can't get to the children, get to their finance. If you can't get to their finance, get to their health. If you can't get to their health, get to them psychologically. You get to them any way you can. I'm giving you every weapon known in the book that you can keep that house divided. But when I understand that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And when I remember touch not my anointing and cause my prophet no harm. A lot of folks want to put that just on the preacher. That ain't just on the preacher. That's on the church. Touch not my anointing. If you're under God, you've got to be under some anointing. 
And the prophet is self-explanatory. But let me help somebody. When you begin to tell somebody about Jesus, do you realize you become a prophet too? All of you all are minor prophets. The pastor happened to be a major prophet. So the same judgment you're holding the pastor to is what God going to hold you to. I'm so glad I'm and I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy. So understanding the blueprint of our existence is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And because that is the blueprint of our existence, should we not be duplicating and following the plans that created us? Life after death. But understand that you got to die naturally in order to live spiritually. So when you do die in a natural state, you'll have a spiritual birth. I hope that doesn't confuse you. And I hope I've made it simple as I could that you could understand that when we say greater is he that is in you, see, you got to die. Yeah. You got to die. Amen? Then he that is in the world. See, now that spirit man begins to live again. The stuff that used to get me upset don't even faze me. No don't mean it won't bother you. But it doesn't faze you like it used to. It used to be when you were cut in middle city. Did you just say what I think you just said? But as you mature in God, you begin to hear stuff and don't even hear it no more. You all, that it. okay, thank you, Steve. Thank you for that growth. Some of you see, you don't, you're not seeing leaps and bounds of wonder and movement in your life because you want to see you want to see earth-shattering stuff. Let me help somebody. Folks that don't believe in God need a miracle. But when you know who God is, it's the little things that count. Well, Lord, there used to be a time when I'd have been cussing for no reason. Now you got a reason to cuss. No, that ain't what I said. Y'all, the old pastor, I got a reason to cuss. In Jesus' name, I'm cussing you out. No, 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 I ain't know what I said. You know, y'all quick to change something on a brother in a minute. But what I'm saying is when you when you get so vexed in your spirit, you used to just say the first thing that comes to your mouth or to your mind. And you felt just I had every right to say what I said because they deserved it. But God would give you a filter called the Holy Ghost. And you'd be like, and that Holy Ghost said, wait a minute, slow it down, bring it back down. Now let's bring up, you can say what you need to say, but let's choose the right way of saying it. Hello. So to believe that I really didn't agree with what you said about that, but you're entitled to your belief, you're entitled to your opinion. But please, the next time before you go and allege any allegations toward me, could you get your facts straight? But you want to use a lie, and the truth ain't nowhere in you. You and your family going to rot in hell. That's what you want to say. There's a way that seemeth right, but the end thereof is death. But once God begins to get you that filter through the Holy Ghost, you begin to reasonably sit down and discuss with people. You can, you can still agree to disagree. Well, I, I don't agree with that, and you're entitled to that. But just do know where I stand for the record. And guess what? I ain't going to change my, my church affiliation because I don't agree with you. 
Hello? Well, why did you leave the other church? Because they were crazy. When you just joined, you left one crazy group to join another crazy group. Because we all crazy. We all peculiar people. Amen? So in order for you to live after the natural, how many understand and are willing to make the necessary changes to transform today? Amen. Will you stand with me? The beauty and the power of God is his subtleness. TV has messed up people and what they understand about God. Radio has messed up people in their understanding about God. The beauty of God is he'll accept you and receive you right where you are. And it doesn't take a circus act to get God's attention. He simply said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you share be saved. Amen. And because God has saved you, because he has saved you, doesn't mean that you have a free clearance to do what you want to do. Everybody said there's still a process. Still a process. And with that process, you have to learn the ways of Christ. You have to suck with Christ in order to reign with Christ. And that's when we draw closer to him. And that's when the deliverance comes. Some of you right now are standing in need of deliverance. I'm not going to ask you what it is. That's not my business. But you know you need some deliverance. Will you meet me at the altar? I'm going to stay. Under the blood, I'm going to stay under the blood. I'm going to stay under the blood and the can do me no harm. Saying I'm the good means that even though I'm walking and I'm doing things that, that are not necessarily lining up with what God has predestined for me to do, I'm going to stay yeah. under the blood. And because I stay under the yeah. blood, I understand that God's going to work this thing out for me. And because God is working it out for me, I have to hold fast to the promise that I'm going to stay under the blood, I'm going to stay under the blood. I'm going to stay under the blood and the world. 
No, before they got real fancy, before they got all this electronic stuff, there was a simple come to the Lord as you are. And when they came to the Lord, he would ask them, do you believe the report of the Lord? And if you believe the report of the Lord, lift your hands and surrender and say, Lord, I believe. Enter into my life. Take over my life. Wash me in the blood. Keep me in perfect peace. In the name of Jesus, I believe this report. I receive this report. Therefore, I will walk in this report. In the name of Jesus, it is done. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I've been delivered. In the name of Jesus, I shall be kept. In the name of Jesus, victory is mine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Give them praise. If you believe it, I'm going to sing. Under the blood. I'm going to stay under the blood. I'm going to stay under the blood. And the world can do me no harm in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Give God a hand first. You go back to your seat. Amen. Life after death begins right now. And because it begins right now, we must position ourselves for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to thank those who have joined us this morning by way of our radio broadcast. Thanking God for my mother in particular, she was listening on this morning, that her healing continues to take over and replace with me. Amen. Amen. Maybe when I get to St. Louis, we can play a little kickball or something Amen. when I get there. <laughs> Thank God. I'll show enough race you now. Amen. For those of you who would love to come by and visit with us. We're located at 45372 Old Highway 290 in the beautiful city limits of Prairie View, Texas. Until the next time, you be blessed. We'll see you on the other side. Temple, let's show our listening audience some love on this morning.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.